Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Gosh, what a strange and unprecedented way to bring in the new year, new year, don't you think? Actually, if you think about it, it isn't so unprecedented. I mean, we've been through hard times before. Harder. Times where we've had to be alone. Times where we've had to be together in order to make it through. This is the story of our people. And each time we made it through these moments, we were reminded of the preciousness of life, the importance of time and not wasting it. And so, with that in mind, I say to all of you, welcome to the new year. I'm glad to be able to spend it with you. The day before Thanksgiving this year, I found out that I have cancer. Those words still feel foreign coming out of my mouth. I have cancer. Not only that, my cancer is found almost exclusively in people with AIDS, which makes it quite serious. Before I say anything more, I want to let you know and assure you that I'm going to be just fine. Like, actually just fine. My prognosis is great, and I plan on living a big and beautiful life. But before all that, I want to tell you what happened, okay? So it was 3 o'clock in the afternoon on the day before Thanksgiving when I got the call that I was not expecting. <laughs> from my doctor telling me that I had a rare soft tissue cancer, that I likely had AIDS, and I had to see a specialist immediately. I went from being a 32-year-old who was wondering how he was going to pack for New York the next day, and who was it that I had hit on at the Eagle the night before, to someone for whom time had stopped, the world around me in suspended animation. Questions had to be answered. How serious was this cancer? Did I, in fact, have AIDS? Was it spreading, or had it already spread to other parts of my body? And how much time did I have left? What followed was a slew of tests, pokes, prods, questions I didn't have the answers to, hospital gowns worn as stylishly as I could, <laughs> and a lot of waiting. Around the next day, I woke up around dawn, and my friend Becca drove me to the ER. I walked in alone, readying myself for what I might learn. A few hours later, I was in the waiting room, and I heard the nurse walk in and speak to the doctor. She said, we found a strange dark mass in his chest. She looked at me. She said, it's probably nothing. I said, uh-huh. She said, but we have to do a CT scan immediately. Just like that, what was bad became a whole lot worse, and my heart sank. They put an IV in my arm, put me in a wheelchair, and wheeled me to a hospital bed. What was happening? Once I was in the CT scan room, I asked the doctor if it would be okay to put my headphones in so I could listen to a song while the whole thing went down. He said, sure. 
I put on this song called Ekra by Shalshelas. It was a song that I would listen to when I was a younger man, when I needed some hope or comfort. Ekra means to call out. Ekra lelokim elyon Ekra lelokim elyon Lo el gomer elai Ekra lelokim elyon The doctor wheeled me in uh, underneath the CT scan machine and it started to spin above me. I closed my eyes and immediately I had what can only be described as a transcendent spiritual experience. I started to see flashes of memories that hadn't happened yet. Scenes from a future, parks, sunshine, a partner, the symphony. And I remember feeling deep down inside me how much I wanted to be there for those moments. How much time I wanted ahead of me. And then, just like that, the words, let me live, flashed in front of me. And it was if I had placed a call directly to God, I could feel, actually feel, that my words had been heard, that my message had been delivered. And then, just as soon as I felt that, I opened my eyes and the machine had stopped. The doctor told me we were all done and I could go back to my room. They wheeled me back to the hospital room and after about an hour and a couple frantic text messages to Rabbi Mintz to pray for me, the doctor walked in. She looked at me and my heart stopped. She said, Manny, we put you through quite enough. We should let you go now. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> she said, the scan came back clear. That thing we found on the x-ray, that was just vasculature. It was basically a mistake. Your T-cell count is great. You don't have AIDS. And this cancer, this particular cancer, when it's found in people that don't have AIDS, basically doesn't mean anything at all. It has no serious medical ramifications. You're going to be just fine. And just like that, I had my life back. They took out the IV and discharged me. I entered into that ER under the cover of darkness, not, not knowing what would hold for me when I got out seven hours later. And when I did get out, I had a new lease on that same life. I was going to be just fine. I was going to be just fine, and yet I could already feel that I had changed, that I was somehow different. The sun on my skin, it felt different. The taste of the food in my mouth at lunch that day, it tasted different, sweeter, tastier. The neurons in my brain, they were firing in a different way. I decided that I had to travel the world as soon as I could, which is why this summer I'm taking three months off to do just that. You see, death had been presented to me, brought right in front of my face, and then just as soon as it became my story, it was taken away.
thrust back into the shadows, and life became my story again. In 24 hours, I had gone from how many years left to how do you want to live? Which brings me to today. Why am I standing here telling you this story? Why should this experience of mine matter to you? Because I believe within this experience, there is an important message, something we hear often, but just as often disregard. We cannot waste our time. We cannot waste our time. That our time is not a given. We can't waste our time in work, in what we do. If you're unhappy with your job, change it. Take risks, jump ship, express yourself, be bold and courageous in the professional decision, decisions that you make. If you find yourself at a crossroads, perhaps remember my story. We cannot waste time in our relationships, in our family, our parents, our partners, our chosen family. These are the connections that we must grow and treasure and prioritize and hold close. If they become toxic, hey, it's a new year, time to purify. The next time you find yourself wondering how to invest in your personal relationships, remember my story. And we can't waste time wanting to dance, but not doing it, feeling afraid, wasting your time. Don't be a wallflower, be a spark, be that person that starts the dance floor before anyone else <laughs> has the chance. I'm looking at you. I'm looking into each of your eyes, and I see so much potential for good. Don't waste it. You see, I want to live a big and beautiful life. I want to be in public service in a way that is uniquely me. I want love. I want cinema and dancing and heartbreak again and again and again. I want to learn how to sing so I could stand on my balcony and sing West Side Story and pretend I'm Maria. I want to learn how to fight and then never have to use it. <laughs> I want to make mistakes just so that I can learn from them. I want it all. But it's clear to me now that just because you want something doesn't make it for sure. Because that call that I got, it can come at any time. That goes for me, and that goes for you. Listen, I know that this can sound like a line sometimes, and you just want to roll your eyes. Life is short. Carpe diem. Seize the day. I get it. I get it. But how about this? Imagine if we all just lived with 18% more urgency, more vigor, 18% less capacity for time sucks, for negativity, for gossip, for social media, less space for the crowded inbox, and more time for the wide open spaces. What if we all just, just lived a little bit more like how I felt under that CT scan machine? 
wanting so much to be here, begging with every fiber of my being for a chance to stay just a little bit longer. So, as you leave tonight, I want you to ask yourself, if this had happened to you, how might you live? Where would you go? Who would you take with you? How might you do things differently? Would you finally ask out that cute boy at the gym you've always wanted to? Would you host that fabulous Shabbat that you have in your mind's eye? Would you write down that story? Would you choreograph that dance? Take your kids on that trip you've always wanted to take them? Would you pursue that goal that seems just out of reach? I am standing here on this sacred bima with my story as a vessel to urge you to go for it. Don't delay. Don't waste any time. Because you never know. Because you never know. Because you never know when you might get that call. When time will run out and there may be no chances left. Shabbat Shalom.